Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, episode 542, coming to you on the 5th of December, 2023. Yes, the year of our Lord, 2023. And today, it's Tuesday, so you know what that means. That's right, it's Texit Tuesday. Oh, before we get into the meat of the subject, let me remind you the best way you can help me, the best way we can make a difference, the best way we can grow this program is if you will like, share, and subscribe to this program. Follow me on the social media, follow me on your podcatcher of choice. Every little bit helps. I know I'm exhausting my four listeners out there, but the goal is by the end of the year to have 250,000 downloads, we're within striking distance. If if the thing stays on pace, we should get very, very close. We, I'm confident we can do this. And really the thing that makes the biggest difference is rate and review wherever you see fit. And as one final reminder, I do have both a page and a group on Facebook, and if you do me a salad and go join those, like them, follow, whatever your preference is, I would appreciate it because the algorithm is not our friend. With that, let's get to it. All right, I apologize. One last thing. What? One last thing. If you if you do me a salad here, episode 535, <clears throat> I won't say the title because apparently that's what messed up the algorithm and upset the uh, <laughs> the gods of the internet. Episode 535, do me a solid. When you're downloading today's program, pause, go back, and download 535. It was from November the 22nd. Do me a solid. Let, let's, uh, let's see if we can get that thing out of the cellar. Uh, with that, here we go. On with the show. All right, so as you may know, this last weekend, the State Republican Executive Committee met in Austin to discuss a number of issues. The majority of the week, weekend-long meeting seemed to go back and forth with one of two items. One was making sure we could properly virtue signal that we don't hate Jews. And two, address, addressing the fact that the Texas nationalist movement had exceeded the requirement for signatures to get placed on the ballot. Now, why does that matter? Well, we were trying, and when I say we, I I am a member of the Texas Nationalist Movement. I've never hid that. I, I advocate for them on my own. They probably don't even need my help, but I'm happy to give it to them <laughs> whether they asked it for it or not. But I got to tell you, we, we had a couple flubs while we were down there. When I say we, I mean the Texas Nationalist Movement. And I don't know if it's on them or if it's on the individual SREC members. Not trying to point fingers, but when you don't show up to your own meetings, you can't you can't get what you want. <laughs> that being said, I think that uh, the folks over at TNM they ad- uh, adapted and moved on and did the best they could with the circumstances they were presented. But... That being said, the true irony to me is rather than just saying, and I don't know, being upfront about it, the Republican Party neither endorses nor approves of this, we're going to put it through, which is maybe not accurate since we have 
two planks, not one, but two planks in the platform that indicate that the Republican Party of Texas, by the delegates, want for this question to be put on the ballot, and they believe it is a valid issue. Now, I know it makes people upset. I I know that people are stuck in the 1860s when it comes to this issue. Or worse yet, they're stuck in the 1960s when it comes to these issues because they don't see any separation between the idea of state sovereignty, of state power, of the reserved rights under the 10th Amendment and to a secondary effect of the 9th Amendment. They just see, oh, you want slavery. I'm doing my best to uh, <laughs> ape uh, my uh, <laughs> my idols, Tom Woods there, but... <clears throat> That being said, idols may be too, not the right word, but yeah, whatever. Somebody I look up to greatly online and, and someday maybe in person, I'll get to meet them. But that being said, always going back to something that nobody in the modern world actually supports or advocates, unless of course, well, we won't go there. But let's just say that issue still does exist with governmental permission on two continents. Neither one are North and South America. Unless, of course, you want to go down in the conspiracy rabbit hole of the human trafficking situation, which is essentially sex slavery, which is essentially mm, not going to go there. One, it's going to mess up the whole show. And two, it'll jack up the algorithms. (laughs) That being said. Nobody, nobody in their right mind supports that idea. Nobody's looking for a throwback to that. Nobody wants to go back to, let's call it racially charged policies of the 1960s. Of course, now we have the reversed racism charged policies of the 2020s or the reverse mm, sexism as we can't define a sex in the 2020s, but be that as it may, no, nobody's looking to punish anybody. Most of us just want the right to be left alone. We want to be able to live our lives with some normalcy and quite frankly, some liberty to be left alone. I know that's strange for people. I really do. And to be honest, I think a lot of Republicans struggle with that and they can't always wrap their head around the idea that people just really don't need to be babysat. They don't want to be babysat. They don't appreciate Yankeedom. But be that as it may, even the Republican Party of Texas has their share of Yankees. And just in case you're not sure what I mean by Yankee, go check out the Brian McClanahan show because he does a very good job of explaining what the modern Yankee is. All right. Hopefully now you've had a chance to go look that up. Then you will know that it is basically a modern day uh, <laughs> phrase to replace the term Karen. Because clearly Karen's not not fair to ladies named Karen. But Yankee has always been a pretty good pejorative. And as a <sighs> reformed Yankee, right? Anyone north of the Red River in Texas I have on good authority is a Yankee. And worse yet, I'm one of those damn Yankees. That's where I came here and I won't go back. That's all well and good, but I left my Yankee stuff back home. I left all the policies and baggage from Yankee Dumb 
i.e. Wisconsin, back in Wisconsin. The progressive policies, the taxation schemes, all that nonsense was left in Wisconsin where it belongs. Now, I love my birth state. There are a lot of good things there, but there's no future there. The future for me, for my family, is in Texas. The future in Texas is Texas. Now, whether it is a Texit by choice or a Texit by default, don't know, don't care. I can tell you with some level of certainty that what is will not always be, and I want to do everything I can to prepare Texas for independence. So what does that mean for you, for me? Well, that means in the Republican Party, we have got to get over... The stuff that happened 60 years ago and the stuff that happened 160 years ago. First and foremost, nobody cares. Secondarily, they're always going to hate us. Democrats hate people that aren't Democrat, progressive, leftists, whatever. And they, quite frankly, don't want us around. There cannot be deals made with these folks. Now, that being said, there are Democrats. There are progressive Democrats. I believe in the state of Texas, there are still plenty of what I would call Democrats with the little scare quotes up that are your moderate, normal people. Unfortunately for us, most of them put ours after their name. Or maybe it's fortunate because Texas is in a good position. Now, maybe we're a little bit more moderate on some issues than we would prefer as good Republicans. But the fact of the matter is the Democrats do not hold any seat of power in the state of Texas, unless you want to call the Speaker of the House a Democrat, which by my own definition is probably accurate, but they pose as Republicans because they want to maintain power. They want to maintain their authority. The thing is we have to make good and we have to deal with these folks. And these are quote, the normal folks, the, the average folks that actually left the progressive leftist Democrat party to come and work with people in a coalition to do good things for the state of Texas. Now, we might not like some of the things they want to do as good Republicans, namely the idea that they're going to block and interfere with us trying to get a ballot question. Now, fortunately, we beat that hurdle. We, we've we met that requirement. I don't know what the official total is. I understood it to be 103 to 105,000 signatures, which was greater than the 97,000 required in order to be considered or placed on the primary ballot. Now, why do I bring this up? Because once again, the Republican Party seems to lack the intestinal fortitude to just own it, to say, well, you know, our platform does say we need to ask this question. Our platform does acknowledge that we do retain this right. And while we're not wanting this right now. Now we're not advocating for this. While we, the party, don't see that this is a necessary action at this time, we believe that it is appropriate to put the question to our people. I mean, it doesn't seem to be that hard. Ah, in step the lawyers. Now, I don't know what the lawyer said. I don't know how the lawyers convinced our people one way or the other to not support this action. And by that, I mean the members of the SREC that are pro-Texit, pro-Texas independence, some of them just didn't show up. They didn't vote our way. And then some of them that maybe aren't even for Texas independence, 
realize and strongly support the idea that this is a fair question that should be put on the ballot. Now, whether or not the Republican Party wants to have their stamp of approval on it, that's another issue altogether. And I think that's really what this boils down to is the Republican Party feels like if they're shown to be giving any preference or any assistance to this ballot measure being put on the primary ballot, they would be endorsing it. But once again, the very same people are going to hate you that already hate you. If nothing else, the folks over at TNN, the Texas Nationals Movement, is ready, willing, and able, and prepared to defend themselves and this policy and this vote. The Republican Party can and should wash their hands of it and say, we're just giving the people what they want. They want to be able to vote on this. We neither support nor oppose it. Stay neutral, just like the Republican Party officially does in all of the primaries, correct? The Republican Party itself is not supposed to put their thumb on the scale to support either way. Now, we know that's not true behind the scenes. Lots of things are going on, but at least publicly, they pretend they don't have a preference and they're not looking to change the outcome. Now, if you doubt me or if you think that doesn't happen, look no further than SD30 that I referenced yesterday. So we basically got a battle royale between the lieutenant governor's chosen person, which apparently is now going to have the governor on his uh, bucket list as well, and the attorney general's chosen person. And from what I can tell, neither one have been actually chosen by the people. Now, they might be tricked into supporting one of the two. That's okay. That's part of the process. But what's sad is there's not another viable option. But that's the world we live in, right? You don't always get a viable option. You don't always get what you want. <laughs> but you get what you need, right? <laughs> that being said, my understanding is the SREC did their best. Well, I shouldn't say it that way. The members of the SREC that are at least supportive of our question being on the ballot, did their best to do it in such a way as to not muddy the water, to not create animosity that doesn't need to be there. And quite frankly, that's all we can ask for. Now, as a good Republican, I know full well that they are extremely good at letting their people down, the party and our elected officials. At the very least, this was not a outcome that I'd hoped for. This was not a preferred outcome, but as long as they acknowledge that the number of petition signatures was exceeded and they put the question on the ballot, do you believe or should the uh, state of Texas seek independence or however they want to phrase it? As long as it's a valid, clear question, I don't really care. I don't want them to do some convoluted wording. I don't want them to, to dress it up one way or the other to assure that it goes one way or the other in the vote. I want a straight question. I don't think that's asking too much. And honestly, we should all want this question. Everybody should be comfortable with this question. Even if you are Rolando Garcia and you think we're all a bunch of crackpots, Calling you out there, buddy. I know what you say about us. It's no big deal. I think you're a nice guy. I've met you personally. I have no animosity towards you. 
And like I told you at the last state convention, if it's really and truly just a small percentage, then you should have zero problem with us voting on it. And if you're right, I'll come over, I'll shake your hand, I'll buy you an adult beverage of your choice and say, yep, you were right. You got it right. But you also have to be man enough to allow for the vote to happen. And I don't know what you did because I wasn't there. And again, not personal, but you're kind of leading the charge. Sometimes you got to take it. That being said, again, don't besmirch the guy. Don't be mean to the guy. If he's right, he's right. And I'll tell him to his face when I see him next time. He was right. And I'll make good on that promise. That being said, I'm sure there's a number of other people that could have, should have done things differently or better. Again, I don't care how it happens, just that it does happen. You set the bar. We beat the bar. We, the Texas Nationalists, the Texians, we deserve to be heard. We deserve for the question to exist. To fight that, to find a loophole, to deny that is to show yourselves to be cowards. To show fear, which just means that our own state convention, if you should do this, will get even messier. Just put the question and let's move on. It's non-binding. It doesn't force the legislature to do anything. It's just a, what I would call a very good opinion poll. Of all the voters in the Republican primary, they get to vote yes or no. Or if you want to get really creative, you can put not sure as an option. I mean, then then you can really mess it up if that's what you're looking to do. But really not not at all, because that just means that we have to do more education. That means we have to take the time out to show people that there is a future. Now, I'm counting on the folks at the SREC to do the right thing. I'm counting on them to, quite frankly, be above board, to not be the politicians, to not to not be the very people they're upset with in the Texas state legislature, and to be honest, to be fair, to be even-handed. Now, I have met Matt Rinaldi. I think very highly of Matt Rinaldi. I know Matt Rinaldi is probably nervous about this situation, but I also know he's a fair guy and he's a very smart guy. I think he'll I think he's going to do the right thing here. I'm confident he's going to do the right thing here. But he doesn't control everything that happens. He doesn't control the final outcome. So again, you the people out there, it is your job to reach out to your SREC members and tell them, "Hey, we want the vote." It doesn't matter whether you support it or oppose it, you want the vote. If you're against it, you want the vote so you can shout it down. You want the vote so you can kill it, right? If you're for it, you want the vote so that, yes, we can show the people. We can lead from the front. We can establish that Texas still has a very strong independent streak, that we know what we want, and that's to be broke free from the shackles from D.C. We have to be willing to put that to the vote. We, we have to be fair and honest about it. It's all doable. We just need to remind the SREC members that, quite frankly, we expect more of them than our elected officials. We expect more of them than our state senators and our state representatives because we know they're not going to do it. But these guys can and should. And when I say guys, I mean ladies and gentlemen that serve on the state Republican Executive Committee. 
We're not asking too much. All right. Final item. It's the good news. It goes along with this 100%. All we need to do is remind ourselves that it only took 3%. Now, the 3% that's cited in historical colonial America was the amount of people that actively supported independence, that actively fought for independence, and they are ultimately successful. Well, things have changed, right? 3% may or may not get it done today, but 3% is all it took then. And I'm certain that those of you that are familiar with political theory that have done any research on the issue, you know, a small committed minority can and will affect change. If you doubt me, just look at what was done by a few radicals. I mean, to be fair in their day and their time, they were radicals. The atheist people have rewritten and gotten rewritten many, many, what we would call blue laws. The, the respecting of the cultural religion, if you will, that, that's entirely different at the state level than it is at the federal level. And when you use the federals to come in and pound down on the state, you're violating the constitution. But of course that wasn't seen that way. And of course the former uh, SCOTUS decision seemed to approve of that action and that behavior, but they're not supposed to be able to come in and tell states what to do. I mean, that was the purpose of the ninth and 10th amendment. Again, 3%. We just need a committed, dedicated, strong group of fighters that consistently keep fighting, keep pushing, keep acting for the outcome that we want and need. I don't know what the future holds, but I do know if we continue to do what we've been doing, it's going to be terrible. I do know there is a chance. It's a small chance, but there is a chance that things could go horribly wrong. We could repeat the French revolution. We could repeat the Russian revolution. We could repeat the cultural revolution out of China. We could highly unlikely. Nobody wants that. Certainly I would never advocate that, but those are possible outcomes when you have an independence movement. And the sad fact is, had the conservatives conserved anything, had the Christians, I don't know, kept Christianity at the forefront instead of huddling in their churches, had those actual old school liberals, right, stood their ground, defended liberties, we wouldn't be here because they they took away what was there and replaced it and inverted it. And we're stuck with the clown world we live in today. Now, whether or not you think Texas is the proper solution. Okay, fine. I'm willing to have that debate with you, but I do know what we're continuing to do is never going to fix it. It's never going to address it. And I'm not looking for 
a panacea. I don't believe that Texas is a panacea. Texas independence is going to be fraught with its own battles, its own interesting outcomes. Yes, but I will gladly deal with the folks, the people that are in Texas, the Texians, those that stick around for the entirety of the movement. I would gladly deal with them and work with them than have to deal with the hordes of people coming out of Massachusetts, Illinois, California, Oregon. Take your choice. The vast majority of those leftist progressives, they want everything that's not theirs. They want an outcome that nobody should want or desire. Now, again, whether we're a majority of freedom fighters or not, I don't know. Whether our vote for Texas independence gets 3%, 40%, or 60%, I don't know. But you know what I do know? We're going to have a vote. And we're going to get an opportunity to tell our story. We're going to get an opportunity to make our best arguments why we should look into this, why this is the right thing to do, why this is what's best for Texas, why this is the future. And if you're afraid and you're you're too concerned about the negative outcome, I would suggest go visit Kansas or you can go to Florida. I hear it's very nice this time of year. Perhaps North Carolina. I understand they need a little help. So some more some more um, moderately conservative people would help in North Carolina. Go for it. If Texas isn't your goal, if Texas isn't something that you desire, feel free to leave. If you're a Texan, if you're a natural born, I'm going to assume you're all for this. I know there's some that won't be. I mean, there are some leftist progressives, courtesy of the government school system, that are, quote, natural-born Texans. I I know they exist. But but if you've relocated here, if you come here from another state or another country and you're not interested, again, my answer is there's the door. There's the border. I know it sounds a little off-putting. Perhaps it's maybe the not the nicest way to put it, but I don't know what else to tell you. We don't need a full national divorce if we can just get one to lead the way. If we, if we can lead by example, hey, you know what, DC, we're done. You're going to do your own thing. We're going to do our own thing. Oh, you want us to stay part of the union? Okay, yeah, but here, this is what it's going to cost. You need to be able to negotiate from a position of power. And if you've got, I don't know, a resolution out of the Texas Republican primary that states that, I don't know, 55 or 60% of Republican primary voters actually support looking at going independent, that's a big stick. You would think somebody like Governor Abbott would want that stick. You would think Lieutenant Dan would be interested in having that leverage point to put on the feds. You would think that. Even if it truly is a minority, say it's 30%. That's still a big stick. Remember, the revolution was accomplished with 3%. What could you do with 30% of Texians? What could you do with the state of Texas if you had 30% of those Texians that were willing and able to do what was necessary to achieve... Again, de facto independence, which would be dependence in all but name or (laughs) independence in all but name. Excuse me. 
What could you do with that? You can you can plow the fields and plant the seeds of true independence in the future. But at least we know what we'd be working with. We know the way forward. But the fear that grips those that are in power is something. So let me remind you, on this Texas Tuesday, in this episode of 542, the Republicans aren't going to do it on their own. We Texians, we need to lead them. We need to show them. We are good Republicans, most of us. I know there might be a few that are Democrats. I know there's a good bulk of us that are classified as independents, but we have to work with the party in power, which is the Republican Party. Now, some of you are going to have to hold your nose. I get it. Some of you are going to have to maybe change parties. Okay, I respect that. Some of us are already here and already fighting the good fight. We need the help. We we need to know that we're going to be able to show our influence. As Texians, we want to work within the powers that exist. We want to be part of the team. That means we have to make peace with and work with those people that are on the state Republican executive committee. We don't want to attack them. We don't want to create enemies. We want to remember that we're all going to be on the same team going forward. We need them. So fight fair, fight friendly. Remember, we can be loyal opposition. Finally, one last reminder. It only took 3%. And I'm confident that we've got 10 times that amount. I'm confident we've got more than 10 times that amount, but I'll start with 10 times that amount. 30% of the state of Texas are Texians and they mean business. Think about that. Think about what that means. Now, maybe we get 55% of the Republican primary vote. That would be fantastic. That is the shot over the bow. That is the alarm bells going off. That is maybe, just maybe, getting Governor Abbott to realize he's got a lot more power and influence if he chooses to use it than he thought he did. It's doable. It's workable. We can do this. We can make a difference. The future is ours as Texians. And with that, this has been According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.